Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's not citypaper.com. It's lynncullenshow at gmail.com. We got to get that fixed. A way to start. Geez, I mean, what kind of a way is that to start this show? Telling people to go to the wrong place to, you know, engage. Doesn't make any sense. I heard you, Susan. Hi. 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 Well, it does if you're <laughs> if you're sabotaging yourself. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. You listen. Uh, the, you know the folks, the folks at City Paper, they, they they run a newspaper. I mean, I am such a you know, I, I'm sort of an annoying sidelight that you know they just don't. You they, annoying sidelight? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. Uh, well, I wouldn't. I don't know that they would say that, but I mean, I definitely. I mean, they, they got a paper they put out. That's what they do. Right. They don't do you, so to speak. Well, they do do me because we wouldn't be talking right now if we didn't have someone back at City Paper producing the show, putting us on, right? I don't even know who you are today if it's uh, – I I don't know who's who's there because we've got more than one producer now possible. So they do really, you know, hang in there for me, which I I appreciate. It could be – I don't know. It could be Zach. It could be Kevin. But they got real jobs to do at the paper. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We don't consider ourselves a real job. <laughs> no. No. So I just say, but yeah, I, oh, Kevin says it's me. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Hi Kevin. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So, okay. So, um, so, did you, I, so my, there's an interesting article about our state of Wisconsin again. Um, yeah, but it's going to be a, a a bummer, right? Well, no, but well, it features this guy, this guy that I really like. He's this, and I wish I could, I should look up his name. Um, he, uh, he owns a brewery in upstate, you know, a small micro brewery in upstate uh-huh. Wisconsin. And I, and he actually ran for democratic house rep, uh, you know, state rep, um, and lost to the Republican cause it's a Republican place, but he has gone whole hog being a noisy Democrat in upstate Wisconsin, and he puts up billboards and he sponsors people. So they've had a bunch of a couple of school districts have not have uh, don't have mask mandates for their kids and children are not surprisingly getting sick. So um, he's funding two parents in a class action suit against these oh, in a suit. Uh, uh, okay. against these uh, school districts for school sickening districts. their children. And one of them uh, actually didn't even bother to tell people that there was a sick kid in the in the school and did not require the kid to quarantine after he tested positive. Let him come. Let him go. Didn't let didn't tell anybody. So this woman whose kid was got sick, you know, said we went all over the place. I didn't know my kid was sick and we exposed countless people. Yeah, and so there's, he's being they're getting sued and he's funding it and I it just I just like this guy. It it shows how you can you can just be somebody, you know, doing your stuff and truly have a a, a an effect on your communities. Well, it's it's interesting that um yeah, you bring that up because I for some reason today I've done so well uh, you know, avoiding talking about the danger of 2024 yeah, <laughs> and of, a, uh, yeah, yeah. I've really, cause I don't want to think about him. I don't want to talk about him. And, and yet I think to do that is uh, a mistake. Um, so, 
I mean, just the other night, I had some friends who came over and I greeted them at the front door and they came in and they looked so subdued. And I said, what's wrong with you? They said, oh, it's just the most terrible thing we just we just saw the most terrible. I said, I don't I said, is it involved somebody's a dead animal, dead anybody? I don't want to hear about it. Don't even tell me. They said, no, no, no. Um, they had watched part of. Trump's rally in Iowa. With Grassley. They were, and I said, I don't want to hear about it. I don't yeah. want to hear about it. They said, you can't believe. I said, no. And then I thought, you know, but see, I, it, it's. <sighs> no, we got to look. We got to pay attention. We okay, got to, so we, we got to fight. Listen, I, I'll tell you who's really free. Former Republicans, or yeah, did you read about those that group yeah. of former Republicans? Yes, yeah, yeah. So I want to I want to talk about that. So th- there was first of all, there's a um, a Michael Gerson who writes a column for the Washington Post, who was I mean he, he was with the Heritage Foundation. He's as Republican he, as they come. He was with in the, the old in the George sense. Bush. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he worked for a lot of people who like make my skin crawl. Right. He was a speechwriter for W. He came up with the phrase, I mean, some of the phrases that now ring in our heads about, you know, the Iraq war, all these things, weapons of mass destruction. He was there writing away, trying to pull us in. Um, and his column today is terrifying. I'll read the first sentence. It is increasingly evident that the nightmare prospect of American politics, a federal government in the hands of a unified Republican Party and a reelected and empowered Donald Trump is also the likeliest outcome. Well, now I, uh, 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 no. Okay, now listen, listen. Okay, but uh, I mean, rather than you know just read his his whole thing, what he talks about is what we know is going on at the right. state level, right. Right. at the the um, you know so. Uh, he no, says, it's absolutely horrifying. Say, he goes on to say the Republican Party is a – and this is a party he still belongs to. I mean, he, there's no party for him. The GOP is a garbage scow of the corrupt, the seditious, and their enablers. Yet the short-term and medium, medium-term political currents are in its favor. Uh. Well, you know, I, but I think this is because Democrats, as usual, just are not. Uh, you know, I I'm focused not enough. not to not just to flash back on something we talked about last week. But you are absolutely correct. They are now referring to the most conservative factions. There is no such thing as a conservative faction of Democrats. They're moderates, which makes everybody else progressive. So, which is just right. not. True. Well, well, you know, those kinds of labels have always been ludicrous in many ways. But right? it's across you know, the it's across. I'm okay. I'm reading it. Well, well, well one of the reasons, though, I'm sorry, I, so one of the reasons, though, Susan, is there's only really one party and, and that's the Democratic Party. And it has to be home to everybody except these lunatics right. that right. now are in the Republican Party. So. Right. How do you, of course, you know, everybody's talking about the Democrats are in disarray. The Democrats on, you know, the total uh, disarray. No, we're accommodating a really huge tent. Yeah, (laughs) we got everybody from, you know, like really conservative to like really to socialist. And the people that are trying the hardest to help us are the disaffected Republicans that actually want to, to, to elect rational yeah. human beings so you know we we have to and and the article that i'm I, i'm assuming we both read 
And thusly, we we have to agree. We we don't agree on large numbers of things, but we do agree on our belief in a democratic United States, a democracy, not a party. Yeah. And and I mean, so here's what we don't get. And again, because we all live in our bubbles, we talk to each other, and so does media. And and so nobody, it's very difficult to get a real sense um, of this huge country and the voters in it. But also put on top of that, operating within this bizarre electoral system we have, which absolutely, absolutely handicaps Democrats and gives uh, a big head start to Republicans. And um, this... Well, you know, the the party of white men, why wouldn't they want to start on third base? That's where they're supposed to start. Yeah, that's where they know where you start. Anyway, he goes on, Gerson says, American voters are increasingly polarized by education. Whites with a college degree have lurched always. I mean, Democrats. Whites without a college degree, Republicans. And this presents Democrats with disadvantages. For one thing, there are significantly more voters who lack a college education than have one. And those with a college education tend to be clumped in urban areas, which centralizes and diminishes their electoral clout. Because of the Electoral College and the constitutional method of Senate representation, you know, fucking Wyoming gets two senators and California gets two senators. I mean, that, this is insanity. And he says it, it, what this means is Democrats need to significantly outperform Republicans in national elections to obtain even mediocre results in presidential and Senate races. It means that Democrats to remain competitive need to win in places they don't currently win. And they need to draw from groups that don't cur- they don't currently draw from. And they need to speak in cultural dialects they don't currently speak. Uh, I don't know that Democrats are are really up to this. The fact is, it seems incredible, but the Republicans are setting up um, an infrastructure that will give them the presidency in 2024. And if not, and if not, will give us a coup, uh, a constitutional crisis, a civil war. Right. Um, so, and here's, here's, you, you want to know, here's why, how come all of the like hysterical things I'm reading are not written by Democrats? They're written by Republicans. Case in point, today's New York Times, uh, Christine Todd Whitman, and Miles Taylor to Republicans. The headline is, we are Republicans with a plea. Elect Democrats. And their piece says the same thing. The only way Democrats can win is for Republicans to vote for them. And they're writing to other Republicans. Right. They're say they're writing literally to what they call rational Republicans, who they say have obviously lost the party, because they say there's no doubt that these total extremists uh, have a vice-like grip on the national Republican Party and the state parties as well, and uh, they say the best hope for the rational remnants of the Republican Party is to form an alliance with Democrats 
to defend America, its institutions, and its democracy. And they point out as well that Trump lost the last election in large part because a small but enough Republicans defected. People who had voted for him in 2016 and who did not, they figure that about seven, that's about 7% of people who voted for Trump in 16 voted for Biden in the last election. And that was enough to have made a difference in swing states. Um, and they go on to say, I know for Republicans, I mean, this is like they've always thought of the Democrats as the enemy, but they say, uh, this is, you've got to put the country over the party. Got to put the country over the party. This ain't a game. When push comes to shove, patriotic conservatives should support Democrats in the next elections. So you got Republicans so clearly saying this, raising, you know, the alarm. They're Paul Revere's riding through, you know, the unthinkable is coming. The unthinkable is coming. And 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 all our media is doing is, oh, the Democrats are in disarray. Oh, Biden's numbers. Oh, this. Oh, that. As if this were a normal time. It ain't. They're like sleepwalking the media through this, generally speaking. Oh, okay, I'll stop. Yeah, well, oh, so, yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can't, I mean, I know I haven't done a lot of that lately because it's, we all want to protect ourselves, right? Thank you, Ruth. Yes, that's exactly where I was going. Matt Amodio got beat, the Jeopardy guy. Yeah. He's driving me crazy. Yeah. Right, right. Why? Oh, everything he always I, said what? <laughs> no, that's not why. That's not why. It's because he took the fun out of the game. You watch a game because you don't know what the outcome will be. Right. It's not right. fun. And he didn't just win. He trounced. Uh, and it was no fun to watch. I couldn't watch. And I know I'm not alone. Uh, so uh, he not only got beat, he came in third. Right. Two, he got two. trounced. I, I, he said that he said that he when he came back, you know, it was the beginning of a new filming, and he, he couldn't get his bu his buzzer timing right. He just couldn't get. Well, that's his excuse. Whatever he's done, and um, I'm thrilled. I, I I'm 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 unhappy. I missed the show, but I suppose I could find it on demand. But now I know. So what difference does it make? But yeah. Um, you know, he wasn't a bad guy. It's just, you know, and he leaves with a one and a half million bucks. <laughs> and not bad. No. For a grad student. No. 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 And it's an actor who beat him. I love it. Yeah, just a, an actor out of Florida. Well, you know, actors are smart people, too. Well, that, sure, but that I was, know. You know but, that you was know. one of the things my daughter hated about it, that everybody just assumed that she was stupid. Why? Because she was an actor. Uh -huh. Why would that be? I don't oh, know. She was. True. She was. She was doing. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it is. Come on. She really? Was she was treated like. Of course. But an actor can't be stupid. That's so. Anyone who thinks actors are stupid, especially are doing, stupid. you know, especially people that are doing, what? you know, heavy heavy drama. duty. What? You've got to. Yeah, you've got to be able to <laughs> comprehend, understand memorize and then be willing also to be so emotionally naked. I mean, it requires just tons of talent. My God. That's annoying. 
So uh, let's think if I let's see if I can think of something that isn't annoying. Uh, no, wait a minute. I got something, Susan, because I wrote it down. Susan and I were talking on the phone last night. Yeah, I should ask you. How do you feel? <laughs> I feel great. Me Why too. we were but we were drinking together. Well, we yeah, were no, on the I phone like for a while. You know, we were having a nice sisterly <laughs> chat, and we each were obviously sitting next to our own bottle of wine. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> One. One. But that's good, Susan. That's 20 minutes in. That is so good. You and I buzzed myself. Star. Yes, you did. I love it. You see how, you know, it, 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 you see old me. bitches could learn new tricks. <laughs> I love it. Well, one of the things Susan and I were talking about is that um, I am going to uh, to um, decamp to the family homestead, uh, Green Bay, probably next month. Um, I should be able to, you know, still do the show. But um, my my siblings have been putting in a lot of time up there and I have. I have not contributed as much. Granted, they're closer and all that, but I, I, I definitely want to go. So, Susan, we were talking about that and, you know, trying to figure out when and how and blah, 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 trying to organize logistically. And uh, and then Susan very excitedly started telling me about, well, and you know what? Uh, the television, she was telling me about the bedroom that I will <laughs> be in. The television, I mean, gets it doesn't get, uh, but you can get Netflix, you can do it, and she's, you know, because she's like done things in there. She said, and then you said something about, um, and you don't have to, you can charge your phone, I, which I thought, oh, right. what? so I guess, <laughs> and you said something about, and it's so amazing because you don't have to, you can. She was telling I didn't to say it was so amazing. I was just, I was trying to, I never. You said, I don't, you said to charge your phone. I, here's what I wrote down because it made no sense to me at all. And then you just kept going. I didn't understand a word you were saying. You said, you lean it against the charger. Yeah. It's a, it's yeah. a, pl- it's a, it's a plastic stand a white plastic stand with uh you know that has a upright piece that leans back that is magnetized you simply put the magnetized phone against the magnetized upright which is plugged in and you don't have to have anything it just charges it you know, I don't. So you're saying I don't have to have wires. I'm you just. Don't. So I'm saying you don't. And then I'm saying in case you just don't trust that you want to bring your wires, that the <laughs> socket on the floor has oh, a yeah, receptacle. Oh yeah, Oh, as a receptacle, I get it for sticking in a. Okay. For uh, but maybe. but it's only for the wide you know the wide uh, yeah, USB okay. port okay that's all I was okay, trying I to tell you under- I'm sure okay. the audience is terribly interested in this my no, sister had I to write this you. down that's the interesting part <laughs> lean against charger that's what I wrote down and you just said my magnetized phone my phone is magnetized yeah it's got little magnets in it. What the hell do I know? Okay, yeah, it's, it's sort of like it's nothing. sort of like the vaccine. Try sticking your phone to your face. See what happens. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? You don't you know that the uh, the corona the the COVID vaccine is supposed to uh, mag- make you magnetic, and that's why all those women were sitting in. Uh, in um, hearings and putting keys on their faces, thinking they were going to stick, but they fell off instead. <laughs> you don't know about any of this? I think vaguely. You know, it is really hard. Your mind but, has to throw out some of this horrifyingly stupid stuff. With the stupidity, insanity, inanity. Okay, oh well, my. speaking of which... Did you read the review of Hillary Rodham Clinton's? No, uh, because I have no intention of reading that book. Well, that's fine. Read the review. I just, I'm just going to tell you, read the review. I think it's in the Washington Post because it's funny. It's very funny. And what, and what 
she what the reviewer does is compare um, who the Clintons are as, when they write these things. You know, Billy sees himself as a superhero, you know. <laughs> As he casts himself in the part of the superhero, you know, super spy person, and Hillary is makes herself into a slump, you know, that doesn't care what she wears and has a sidekick sort of uh, middle-aged mm-hmm. woman best friend. It's a very interesting take on looking at how the two of them view each other. And well, just- I'm looking at the one in the New York Times right now, and I don't know, but I. You know, what is it with people who all of a sudden, if I were a novelist, I would be so annoyed by people who have made a mark in, like, say, the political world, all of a sudden saying, hey, now I'm going to write a thriller. Well, um, I assure you that the novelist with who the fiction writer with whom she teamed up is quite thrilled. She's gonna. Oh, yeah, she, she's gonna sell a bunch. She's of gonna books. make a lot of money, and she's already got her own her own series going. She's not gonna hurt her reputation, and so this was, I'm sure, just a fun lark for her. Anyway, I'm just recommending the review. I don't have any well, intent on review, reading the book review, either. I cut to the chase, and this review says that uh, she's. A, they're recommending her book more than Bill's. Yeah. Maybe there's nothing competitive about celebrity spouses, it says, pairing with established novelists and publishing novels within a few months of each other. But I'm going to award the prize for best Clinton thriller of 2021 to Hillary. So I just don't. Okay, that wasn't also, my Susan, point. in the what? arts, I know, but in the arts section, I just turned the page and I'm looking at that horrifying doll, Chucky. Oh, no, Chucky. Oh, God. Now, I want to, can I, and again, with the potential of really annoying the audience, I have a vague memory. Well, it's not vague. It's it just like, pow. But I can't quite remember. And I don't know if you were with me, but I think you would have had to have been. What? I you, was in you, a house. Not in, I in, in, in L.A. In L.A. And I walked up some with stairs. With my husband and me. And, yes. Okay. And at the top, as you rounded, you got to the top and turned right. I mean, it's that specific a memory. Yeah. There was a, like, bedroom, I imagine. But yes. it was just dark. But at the end of that dark room, lit up, sitting there, was that doll? Was, was Chucky. Chucky. Okay, that is that is something that happened to me. That actually happened to you? You were sitting in Who, Chucky's where was creek, I? That you were, oh God, what was his name? Eric was writing, it. my husband was writing a screenplay, and he was working with, uh, Kushner was his name? Uh, uh, I don't know. Didn't he have something to do with comedy? Uh, some anime? I don't know. He was some. Yes, well, and I can't. Why did he I have can't... that? That was the original because, Chucky. I remember him saying because that he that's he the either directed or produced the movie, and Chucky was his well, doll. I mean, he owned the doll. That was his movie. I'll have to look well, it so up. I was reading. I was reading all through this article saying. Who was this? Who were they thinking there would be a and it, nothing because the this article makes it sound like this other guy who doesn't look at all familiar to me, a guy named Mancini. That wasn't him. No. Um, as, no. So okay. So that did happen. Yeah. You know, because you yes, I know it did, but I I don't know who that was. Okay, I'm gonna to I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna yeah, try and figure it out. Um. Well, minute. we'll figure it out then. Okay. Um, cause that, you know, I don't like horror movies. I never saw that movie. Just seeing that awful, awful doll staring out that darkened room. Why did we even go up there? Maybe he just wanted to scare us with that. I don't even remember what happened. I, uh, but they scared me cause I've never forgotten it. And yet I could never <laughs> place it in any context. It was just this terrifying thing. <laughs> I don't know my you know my my uh, husband my, my husband, husband got got, got me in got me in more places yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I know. And even me. I mean, I was always because of his friendships, his doing something with somebody. And you'd end up in the most bizarre places with interesting people. But still, I mean, I yeah, Chucky, for God's sake. Okay, I do remember that. Okay, I'm looking for this guy's names too. He must have been in the the producer. Uh, <laughs> he was, I'll tell you, yeah, uh, yeah, he was definitely in. But you know how we got there. Okay, this no I, one's interested in that. We got there through no, no. Uh, our friend Ricky. Through Ricky Platt. Yeah, right. Okay, who's another extraordinary piece of work? Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, unbelievable. Because of Ricky Platt, I ended up driving the wrong way on Mount Washington somewhere. Well, I shouldn't tell this story for sure. <laughs> um, after <laughs> after a dinner with some Alcoa executives, which he had brought me to, he was a metals trader. And he was going to be in town talking to these Alcoa execs. So he called me up and he said, hey, so you want to be my date? You can come. I said, Alcoa execs? I didn't, you know, the idea didn't sound fun to me. But he said, no, I want to wow him. You know, it I'm was produced by, it was the guy's name. Here it is. David uh, Kirshner, but K-I-R-S-H-C-H-N-E-R. Okay, okay. It was produced so by was David Kirshner. Okay. okay. So there it was. Thank there you. I do not, no, I did not remember that at all. Well, anyway, so he wanted to have Lynn Cullen, a local celeb, on his arm as he we and we we went to this restaurant that was at the top of the tallest building. It was the at the time the United U.S. <laughs> you're going to tell the story, huh? <laughs> okay, I go think ahead. I will. Oh, twice. Yes. Oh, that was twice. Okay, people, you'll be appalled. This has to do with drug use, and this is more than. So we, um, but I ended up sitting, I still remember the table, these two very, you know, business suited uh, white guys, Alcoa executives have no idea who they were. And Ricky, who's a lunatic piece of work, and me on the other side, and we were at the top of the, what was that thing called? The top of the triangle? I don't know, maybe, whatever it was, some restaurant, I never been at before and while we're talking and i'm being you know trying to i feel ricky's hand on my leg now i assure you although he was perfectly capable i'm sure of doing something like that there was something in kidding? his hand <laughs> there was something in his hand for, yes, of course. There was always something in his hand. Yeah, right. Can, so can I just suggest that uh, I just wanted to paint the picture correctly that this 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 guy, who I who was a high school friend of my husband's and they just grew up together, um, was also totally devastatingly far too handsome. I mean, the kind of handsome that any normal woman says, uh -uh, I don't want to be anywhere around that. <laughs> That's right. That's the kind of handsome he was. I thought you were going to say something else. I mean, and he was, yeah, and he was nuts. He, there was nothing he wouldn't do or try. And when you were with him, you always had fun, but you were always a little on edge, right? Well, because you, you and I were. I mean, other people weren't, but I, mean, that, I didn't. I didn't live the way Ricky lived. Okay, well, I just have to tell you, I believe at your husband's funeral, <laughs> Ricky shook hands with our brother. Right. Hi, Bill. Good to see you. And Bill realized that Ricky, while shaking hands, was giving him drugs. Yes. That's what he did. That's the kind of thing he did. And not just. And my brother doesn't, I mean, it was like, what? So my brother walks away with a handful of cocaine. Which he found now, amusing. And then, and then he, he repatriated right. it. He, he gave it back. Um, but the, you're forgetting that after that, the next morning after my husband's funeral, he came in with $100 bills falling out, of, out his of his pocket. <laughs> yeah, he, he came back to the house in the morning. Just and throwing money. Where we're sitting, Shiva. Always, 
Yeah. Where money all over the place. And he was so he went to the casino after right. he had left the house. And what did he win? He he said he won something like twenty five thousand dollars. He won thirty thousand dollars. Thirty thousand dollars. And he had this he was throwing it around. He said he knew Eric, Susan's husband was there on his shoulder. He said, Eric and I were like, duh, 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 duh. so this is the kind of larger than life character. Meanwhile, back to this restaurant and the Alcoa guys. So I'm sitting there and I feel Ricky's hand on my leg and I, you know, sort of grab it. And sure enough, he's deposited some <laughs> drugs. <laughs> my leg. And I looked down and it was, it was again, cocaine um, and a little silver spoon and some, you know, thing. And I am not above, I admit, I, I wouldn't do it now, but back then I thought, Oh, okay. So I, uh, yeah, this is what, so these Alcoa execs are sitting there talking to Lynn Cullen and this metals trader from LA and we're sliding Coke back and forth and excusing ourselves to go to the bathroom. This, are you all appalled? I'm sorry. Well, I am. I wouldn't know. You are? Yeah. No, you're not. I mean, I know the you story. I, I know the story, but I was appalled at the time. <laughs> well, then when it came time to leave, I couldn't find my car. And you couldn't get home. <laughs> and then I couldn't. I said, "We got you got to see about the And, and I, we ended up going the wrong way. I, no, this is not funny. See, now this stuff. No, it's not right? funny. But this is, no, but this is, this. I was just saying, so this started with Chucky, seeing Chucky in that room. Your husband got me in a lot of trouble because of the lunatics he knew. I can just, I can just see him sitting next to me on the couch right now, just shaking with laughter, wiping a tear from his eye, <laughs> and then going off into a, you know, a fit of coughing. Um, but anyway. That's yes. Yeah. Eric had Eric had a full lineup of some of the weirdest friends, and he was not like them, but he loved them. No, he yeah. wasn't at all. But he just got the biggest kick out of them. Hey, just yeah. so you know, Rick, the same Ricky, the metals trader. Um, he then invented. What are those things where people go and jump on trampolines? Oh, he was he was the uh, he didn't invent the game, but he but what he did is he's the person that put together the um, the chain of why what are they called? They're where they're well, trampoline parks. Yeah, but I got the socks. I got right. a bunch they're, of socks where, where you go in and it's just wall to wall. Uh, trampolines and you and you jump and I can't think of no, the but name I of think it. there's also basketball involved, isn't there? Isn't basketball? Well, you can, well, originally, you originally, his original idea was he wanted to have a pro. He wanted to have a new pro sport where, which was basketball, played on these, on these, on these trampoline courts. Uh, oh, that didn't God. take off, but what took off was the the uh, the the whole idea and they eventually had them all over the country and then they sold out. Yeah. Well, I think his son still it. runs a huge part of it for the company that bought it out. But anyway, I got that, some nice orange socks with treads on them. You know, what's the name? I don't, I'd have to go get, you want me to go? I'll go. No. Somebody no. will know okay. what we're talking about and tell us. We are we are matter. just demonstrating that we are women in our seventies and we're telling all these stories, but we can't tell you who, we can't tell you what, <laughs> where, <laughs> we can't tell you where, and we However, can't even we... tell you why. But we're amused. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I have to tell you this other thing. So I'm watching Antiques Roadshow. God, our lives. And yes, I know it's pathetic. And somebody came in with this ugly picture. I mean, it was like a, it was a print and they showed it and like upper, most of the print was this, you know, celebrity face. And I immediately saw it as princess die. And then the, they started talking about, it was done by Warhol. I said, Oh yeah, I can see that. So it's Warhol, princess die. And then they start talking 
about Warhol obviously didn't know a lot about hockey. And I thought, what? (laughs) 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 Not Princess Di, was it? (laughs) No, you won't believe who it was. Wayne Gretzky. I thought it was going to be Wayne Gretzky. He's. Well, I'm no, thinking of who look. had a, who. I was thinking of who had blonde hair like Princess Di. It would be yeah, Wayne yeah, Gretzky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who <laughs> Warhol doing Gretzky glammed him up, and I swear to God, it. I still stick to it. That looked more like Princess Di than Wayne Gretzky. I'm just saying. Well, get to the punch. But, How much was the uh, the uh, Wayne Gretzky and drag uh, thing for? I don't know. I didn't. That wasn't the punch to me. It was me thinking that Wayne Gretzky was Princess Di. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's when I regret that, like, there wasn't somebody there with me, you know, because the dog didn't understand. I was saying, do you believe I thought... <laughs> <laughs> but didn't but but didn't the dog wag at you as if to enjoy the moment with you? <laughs> well, it might have, might have, might have. Yeah, yeah. Oh dear. Okay, so open of the day. This is a weird one, I think. It's an Orthodox rabbi. Yeah. His name is Moshe Tendler. Um, and he was more just than a rabbi. He was, and I never heard of this word. He was a, let me find the word. He was a posek. I know you don't know that one either. Posek? P-O-S-E-K? Yeah. <laughs> he was the person who was actually appointed to figure out ethical when when Jewish law when the Torah should respond to advances in science and technology he was the guy the posek for the association of orthodox Jewish scientists <laughs> to bring it together so that science and religion can coexist. This rabbi was also a microbiologist, but very much a uh, orthodox rabbi. So they start out this obit with something that sounds like a joke, and they say that. All right, three rabbis. Sorry, this is our brother. You know, <laughs> he's un-effing believable. Okay. Okay. So three rabbis meet in a, okay. There's one's a reform rabbi, one's a conservative rabbi, and one's an orthodox rabbi. He is the orthodox rabbi. This is a true story. And they were actually at a conference at Mount Sinai Hospital in 1985, and they were talking about sex therapy. And it says here that the reform rabbi, that's the more liberal of the three branches, the reform rabbi concentrated on the sanctity and sensitivity with which sex must be treated. And the conservative rabbi matched him in lofty terms. But then the orthodox rabbi, this Moshe Tendler, Says here in the obit, he got down and dirty. (laughs) And he goes into, he starts saying, it's perfectly all right for a woman to masturbate. Not so much for the man, because if he ejaculates, as we know, the Torah tells us he must not spill his seed. Then Tendler goes on with the reform and conservative rabbi's mouths hanging open. He says, A marriage without sexuality is a weak marriage. And any sex act should give maximum pleasure 
to both spouses. Isn't that nice? Yes. Well, I'm just saying, he's not what you think when you think Orthodox rabbi. Well, yeah, I know. He was famous, he was most famous in medical ethics circles for his ruling. I mean, what he said went for his ruling in the late 1970s, that it was not the stoppage of the heart at which death occurred, but the cessation of brain function. And this was radical at the time. Most authorities, most doctors, everybody else believed that death occurred when the heart stopped. And he said, untrue, untrue. No, because he you can said, bring people back after their yeah, heart is stopped. Exactly, exactly. He says, the, it's the brain, because when your brain ceases to function, you have been physiologically decapitated. Nevertheless, groups of rabbis were taking him on left and right saying, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. And there was this one uh, interview that he was in where they were all piling up on him and saying it has to be the heart. Here's what he said to them. I believe you're ignorant on this topic. That is not an insult. It's a fact. Ha! <laughs> so he was. Mm. Too bad. I like this and guy, also, and I never knew no, him. He was great. No, I never knew him, but he lived to be 95 years old. He got taken out by some little uh, bi biological things. And his son said, it's an irony. It's an irony that a microbiologist should go this way. But he was doing Zoom lectures from his hospital bed right up until the end. 95. He also was, uh, he challenged George W. Bush's administration when it tried to limit federal funding for research into stem cells, which are harvested from embryos. Rabbi Tendler said, the embryos are not full-fledged human beings. Rabbi Moshe Tendler. Very interesting. Yeah, I love the guy. So I just got a, a, a text from our brother. Yeah. Four messages. <laughs> okay, guys, you, here's what, listen to this. <laughs> you already responded? Mom, but this is, this is, he's supposedly there helping our mother. Mom, somehow turn the sound off. Oops, that's wrong. Excuse me. <laughs> if anybody is listening Mom, to this, I'm just amazed. Yes, okay. Mom somehow turned the sound off on the TV in her bedroom, and it's not on mute, and I can't see how to get it back on. Of, of course, she is frazzled. She's frazzled. What would you call his state? No rush, but when you get done, call and give me some suggestions. I'm just going to tell him to unplug the whole thing and let it reboot. Oh, that's that's a oldie but goodie. Well, it, that's what works. Um, why why figure it out? That's right. Why figure it out? And then I'm going to go back to reading you some terrifying thing about uh, the Republicans, okay? Because I just remembered I have this, and I don't know who said it, but boy, is this uh, this is it. Republicans have already seceded. And you know, that's true. Yeah. Here, they say they are a white party and they are forming a white country with white laws and white companies and white jobs where white votes count and others don't. Well, they can... In, well, in, they can, but it's more than with white men because the laws include keeping women down. Yeah, but there's a lot of white women that well, are in cahoots with these guys, tons of them. Okay, this guy goes on. They can live in the states that comprise that country, but they can't survive there. 
without our money. And it was the same way with the South before the Civil War. They lived in their states with slavery, but they couldn't survive without the economy of the North. So they started a war. They never intended to secede. They intended to win and run the new country, which would be the South writ large with slave owners in power and slavery everywhere. And that's what Republicans and Donald Trump are doing right now. That's right. They know they, know they <clears throat> can't win. They know they can't win legitimate elections. There aren't enough of them. So they are engaged in a war with the aim not of winning elections, but of taking over and exercising the power that at least until now came from winning elections. Republicans can't rely on doing it that way. So they have transformed their party from one that participates in democracy to a fascist party engaged in a takeover of the United States of America. That's right. I mean, what do you call it, it when a government of Texas, the governor of Texas, says, no, I don't, I, uh, I overrule federal mandates? No, you don't. Yeah. No, you don't. You never could. You still can't unless you want to secede. So secede. I, you know, I'll tell you something. But, you know, the we North. really got to pay attention to AT&T, who's headquartered there and who who funds OAN Network. You know, yeah. I mean, look AT&T at the big- is evil. They are evil. evil. And now you got you got you got us. Pulling out and he got California Musk willingly going, going there. I had I had a conversation with my son last night that said I won't you know I won't buy a Tesla. I'd like to own a yeah. Tesla, but I won't buy a Tesla because no, I can't. I don't want to have anything to do with Elon Musk. That's it. Right. That's right. Oh, dearie, 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 dear. Here we are. Yeah. We're working up our outrage. It only took us what forty minutes. <laughs> What? Well, no, I'm. I'm not. Going You've been to outraged out. for a good half an hour already. I know. Have I? No. Okay. I don't feel outraged. No, we were I talking about scared. the rabbi. That was sort of nice. The rabbi was a nice little thing. And have you seen the picture of the elk in Colorado? Without yes. <laughs> No, I didn't see it without. I didn't see him after. I, I didn't see him after. I, picture. I saw him before. The, yeah older picture of this magnificent elk with his huge rack and he uh has a tire a car tire around his neck and it is tight now that begs the question how the hell did that get on his neck uh, <laughs> How the hell did that get on his well, neck? Well, it, obviously, well, he was younger. Something happened. He was younger. Yeah, it got over he his head, and then he couldn't get it off. Yeah, and he, he grew, grew horns. And uh, I don't know. I, and 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 so, thank God, some good people uh, sedated him. Must they had tranquilizer guns. They sedated him and they tried to, they were going to try to cut it off him. But they bumped into, it was a steel belted radial. And they couldn't get through the steel. And so they felt really awful. But because rutting season is upon us. The only way they could get it off was to take his antlers off and then just manage, really just manage to get it off his head, his antlerless head. And then they, I guess, had a anecdote, an antidote, so he 
came to very quickly and went running off, probably thinking, what the fuck just happened? Right. But it reminds me of a even more extraordinary story of, you know, man, man aiding animals. We do so much to destroy them and their habitats. And when you see these things where we actually do something good, they say it just makes my, my heart soar. This was on NPR this last weekend, and I'm sure a lot of other people heard it, but it was a story of a, of a whale trapped um, in, in crab netting. And, and to the point where it, it was literally, there were ropes around its head, its body, its tail was just had, they, they thought just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds of, of crab traps and stuff. And it was literally pulling it down. And the, they had been alerted that this magnificent, I think it was a humpback, a female humpback, uh, was in real trouble and cause somebody had sighted it and it was like 17 miles off the coast of right, you know, like San Francisco. And these guys took some boats and went looking for it. And it was at night and it was hard. It's dark and it was hard to see. They finally find it and it's in true distress and they really can't. Well, I'll cut to the, the chase. They started working. And just with their, you know, knives, they started trying to, at one point, one of them went up to try to free the head from this, this rope that was like right near its eye. And he said that eye, you know, it as big as a grapefruit. Uh, watched every move that they were making as much as it could. And they worked for hours and hours and they despaired. They eventually though, somehow bang the, the, the pots and everything that it was dragging fell down and the whale swam away. And there, there were four of these guys. They start, you know, high. They were so elated. They couldn't believe they, they'd done it. And they were hooting and hollering. And then one of them turns and sees the whale. And it's coming right at him. Right. And it's coming at a pretty good clip. And he's thinking, oh, my God. It's going to, I can't, right. oh, Come my God. say thank you. And it came really fast. He was he was just stealing himself for this impact. And it stopped like an inch in front of him. And just stared at him. That big eye just staring at him. And then it took its body and pushed him in the chest. And then pushed him again and again. And then it turned and went to the other divers, each in turn. Stared at them. And then, yeah. And, um, And then swam away. And I'll tell you, the story, you know, we all think that, you know, saying, of course, oh, my God, that is so, I mean, I was in tears listening. Right. But then they talked to, a, you know, an animal biologist type who said, well, see, this is us putting our understanding on that behavior. Was the whale expressing gratitude? And we all think, yeah, obviously, obviously. But he said gratitude might be something that's, again, us humans just seeing everything through our lens. He said, let's say these four guys came upon a bear in a similar 
you know, situation and freed the bear. And then the bear turned around and ate him. Was the bear expressing ingratitude? Or just being a bear. Or just being a bear. But I have to say, just being a whale in this case is clearly showing. A measure of appreciation. A measure of, of, of cognitive, of cognition. Yes, that you we, saved me. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you freed me. I want to see you. I want to know you. I want to touch you. Ah. So that's, that's good. Yeah, yeah. it is good. All it right, Susan, go, <laughs> go save your frazzled brother. Okay. And the television problem with mom. And in fact, if I'm there taking supposedly care of her, um, you'll be getting a lot of emails like that from me. I wouldn't have. Yeah, you just call me it. and I, I can't believe yeah. it. I mean, I fix the TVs long distance there like four or five times a week. Yeah, I bet. I bet. So I'm not going to worry about it. And Susan, okay. I want to tell you that yes. your go-aheads were halved today. You only had two. Last yes, that's true. And who knows, if you keep this up, you'll only have one next Tuesday and we'll never hear it again after. That might uh, happen. It just might that just I'm saying that people can change. change. Yes. All it takes is a little <laughs> self-awareness. <laughs> oh, and we didn't talk about Gruden. I wanted to. Never mind. So forget it. Oh, I forgot about that. Enough. Damn it. You know, it just turns out if people, if if you insist on letting on writing down how awful you are, eventually people will notice. <laughs> All right. Okay. But if they threw out all of the football coaches, the baseball managers, the I, I mean, who think these things, feel these things, there wouldn't, I mean, come, I, there's part of me that says, my God. Okay, but you're saying if you're stupid enough to put things in writing in this day and age. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying the that there's not 70,000 more like them out there. I'm just saying. You know, his particular brand of doing it had a had too much arrogance, and he was outed. Arrogance? Why yeah, because he just thought that no one would ever find out that he can write whatever he wants, present one face to the public, write whatever he wants in private, and nobody will ever uh, – it, 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 well, it, there will be no time to pay the piper. And he's he's he really he he just totally disappeared himself. He can't do anything now. Oh, I don't know about that. But anyway, he's pretty TV. much. Well, I guess ESPN. Who the hell knows? But meanwhile, they continue. Oh, okay, the whole thing is insane. I don't know. I can't. I hear you. This is why I didn't talk about it. I'm conflicted. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, after all, old white men will be old white men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, excuse me, boys will be boys, and they grow up to be old. Having and the, having old committed men. all of those and said all of those and you know and and you know did all of those things that boys that will be boys do. Yeah, yeah, and most of them have been allowed to be extremely highly successful and not have their boyhood yeah. pranks, their little, you know, rape here and right there, that really just shouldn't bother anybody too much. So well, I we just get there. Add, <laughs> I don't know. I just want to add, and then we got to say goodbye. That I, the, the New York Times art section says that Chucky in this new series is coming out is, I guess, gay and Superman's now gay. Oh no 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 no! That's it's it's actually not technically Clark Kent Superman. It's his son. Superman's off doing something intergalactically or extragalactically, and his son turns out to be the acting Superman, and it would be he that is gay. Oh, just saying. You see, media. Don't ask me how your sister has all this info in her teeny tiny little brain. I know. <laughs> this is this is the entertainment industry and media trying to make amends 
for uh, you know every all the char- most characters now it seems are either gay, trans, or or black, right? These, these efforts to do that, do you think? Yeah, yeah. It can start to seem a little silly to me. Is there then, just a plain old girl out there? <laughs> no, no, girls don't. No, as you know, Susan. No. Girls don't exist. There are just no. people with vaginas. Yes, I know. Let's not go there. Just scabbards. people with vaginas. Yes, it were. <laughs> scabbard. Scabbard. Yes, scabbards. Yes, mm-hmm. mere scabbards. All right. On that Bye. note, tra-la. Tra-la. Bye. 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 Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Thursday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.